like scary stories, if you like tasty beers, open up your mouth holes and open up your ears for... Keep two meters apart, speaking moistly. Speaking moistly. Speaking moistly. Moistly. These are things that we can do. And then making moist <laughs> noises. Making moist sounds. You took off your headphones because I, yeah, the moistness. Was, the moist noises I was making were a little too real. <laughs> and then I realized what we were putting our listeners through. And I didn't care. I hope you were all in headphones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, it, look, Justin Trudeau, their techno YouTube song. It's it's definitely yeah. We'll share that on the, on the Twitter base. You need to listen to this song. I don't even it's, care what you think. This is a. It's an earworm. It is a great it song. It's an earworm. It's no, been stuck in our head since yesterday. So, yep. <laughs> Number two, Justin Trudeau, apparently a handsome man. The people like yeah, him. He the, knows about quantum computers. However, the the little goatee thing that he's got going right now it's not uh, as bushy as it should be rocking his old man beard there no well see yeah. it's like i want it to be either a full beard where yeah, it's like it? no oh. it's just a goatee no. men with goatees i'm not a huge fan of because that's how you know it's evil justin trudeau oh because he's got the goatee. See, the, the no beard knows about quantum computers with with goatee brown is, face is, is, is fucking, brown face is, black is, face is brown face and fucking over the uh, the oh, first no. nationers that's what's up oh, so, so now we're definitely in the darkest timeline then right yeah. because because evil justin trudeau is now in power he's come back <laughs> and he's telling us to wear masks if we speak moistly yeah yeah to stop speaking moistly right it'll stop. prevent i know you got out there with your moist speaking quit so speaking moistly moistly you know, now I, I'm I'm regretting starting with this. You don't like Speaking it. Moistly. Now there's going to be a moist through line joke of this whole episode. I know, and I do not like this word. And you know and what? I gave I, you so many opportunities to back away from this I know, this but song. then I was like, what's best for the show? I'm making myself <laughs> uncomfortable for you fucking listeners and you, my friends and husband. <laughs> well, I appreciate it because I have enjoyed the moistness of this episode. I bet you have. Incredible. I love to speak moistly. <laughs> my favorite could you please give us an you're, you're you're a professional voice uh person why don't you give me an example of moist speaking <laughs> <laughs> that was i got way authentic. up in my fucking mic for that you're welcome that's, that's good you know my what the alternative is gonna smell weird now <laughs> the alternative to those gross sound gross sounds was a um couple made a museum for their pet gerbils <laughs> also very cute it's also cute it's not as funny i don't know where the jokes would have gone i don't even know where this joke is going but i no do one ever does yeah no you don't you don't think about them you just kind of say you gotta say what the first thing that comes to your mind and that's what you do that's amazing that's the best part of a podcast yeah you it's know just what? absolutely no preparation that's the best that's part correct. of this podcast <laughs> that's what we do honestly though the best part of this podcast is certainly Hi! <laughs> Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. What, the po- Stop talking over my line, Bob! We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. And drink thematically appropriate beer. And yell at Engineer Bob. Yay. I, I was just going to comment about how much I love the fact that even though... You know, we're, we're miles apart right now and the miles. plague is, it has, has At struck. At least ten! The connection between... Tuna. Yeah, someday you'll find it, the rainbow connection. It, yeah, it's, uh, it's someday I may actually find somebody who likes me enough to that will have <laughs> to the same you together? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, we invite you to high on our Patreon and you fuck it up every you time. You fuck it up. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> you cannot be This trusted. is why you get no invite. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> this is why it's not your podcast. <laughs> True. Not you yet. You can't be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna take over, and then it's truly the darkest timeline. Yeah. It's just all yeah. Engineer Bob screaming about ayahuasca and JFK's assassination. I'm and going that's to it. no wh- more ghosts. That's yep. When just- I trim the sides of the beard off and take over the show. <laughs> God help us all. That's all I have to say. Okay, uh, guys. Right here, I go. Ready, ready. Let's see if I can do it. Ooh, I heard that. that very was a good nice. sound. 
Uh, so yeah, speaking of this show being our show, uh, this week we kind of decided to go a little different um, with our. Well, we we started out doing the normal show where we were like, "What are we going to talk about this week?" And uh, Tuna informed me that our governor, Governor Newsom, uh, referred to California as a nation state. So I said, "Nation honor- state, motherfucker, nation state." So in honor of us seceding from the union, apparently, yeah, um, I'm here we, for it. We decided to to do some haunted California because yeah, we California. know how to party. Um, so and then uh, Tuna got this really really great idea of you know because everything is closed, it would be really cool if we could still try to support our local craft breweries. Um, during the quarantine time so yeah uh, which if you guys are able to do they're definitely being hit pretty hard because Mm -hmm. they make so much in the tasting rooms and all that shit's closed so yep so uh, a lot of them just you know go on their your local craft breweries like facebook page their website they do have hours they might not be open every single day um but they're open for like curbside pickup you know, and it's it's still a really great way to support your local craft breweries. There is our PSA for the day. So, so uh, that's what we decided to do. We picked yes. a local brewery, and we are we going to do that. Beers. Yeah, and we are going to do that in the coming months. Yeah. Episodes, also, in month, this time month. of uh, the world is different, so the podcast is a little bit different. We're only going to do one beer a week now because that's right. we don't want to have to keep going out to procure new beer, right? Because we're safer at home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you should be at home too. Yeah. And again, if you stop staying at home, we're going to stop doing those bonus episodes for you. Those are a gift yeah. for your contribution to society. And we will take it away. I will. <laughs> and I will I will give you such a mom lecture. It'll be like 45 minutes of me just expressing how fucking disappointed I am in you. Yeah. Podcast mom is like the Santa of uh, Corona days. So yep. like she sees you when you're sleeping and she knows if you go outside. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, she will scold you. Yeah, she will. That's right. Because you, because you're not inside, it makes me afraid to go even to my mailbox. So stop <laughs> it. So anyway, <laughs> we're doing haunted California with a local yeah, so, uh, the Los Angeles ish area uh, craft yeah, brew. Or yeah, which worked out perfectly because we were like, great, any craft brew we can get a hold of right now is definitely California centric. That's right. <laughs> the tie-in just worked itself in. Yeah, so we, the brewery that we ended up going to is uh, Santa Monica Brew Works, which is a fairly new brewery for us out in Santa Monica, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the, the beer that we're doing this week is their wit. Yep. So I went, okay, wit rhymes with pit. What's a pit? A cave. Uh, so here <laughs> are, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what if I just do a rundown of like California's top 10 haunted caves? Wait, can I just t- time out? Um, mine's kind of cave adjacent too. I know. I Googled cave and I got your story. So I pivoted. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So it was like, what else wit? Wit is like being witty. Right. When you go to be witty, you go to school. So it was like, I'm going to do haunted school. Okay. I just explained my beer tie-in in the beginning. See, because this is new. This there is are no rules. Different times. <laughs> so there we go. So I'm going to tell you about the Preston Castle or the Preston School of Industry. Ooh. Ooh. So uh, it is in Ione. I-O-N-E. Ione. Sure, sure. Ione. It's in Ione, California, which is in the Amador County. Sure. Which uh, is like north. That's in the county of, of Greenbow. <laughs> It's like northeast of Sacramento. So it's okay. way fucking up there. Okay. Very far from us. Probably 10 hour drive from us. Okay. okay. That's why we don't know how to pronounce it. The yeah. name of yeah. That's why we don't I was know like, where it is. never it heard is. of this. That's why you can't get beer from there either. That's right. Nope. Um, but it is, a, it is really cool. So it's an old timey school, but it really, it looks like a castle, like a house of seven gables meets a Winchester mystery house, but it's all made of brick. Ooh. Ooh. It's very cool looking. Obviously, we will post pictures. Uh, so we'll go back to ye old 1890. Oh. Uh, mm. When the state of California bought 130 acres at $30 an acre, which is $3,900, which I did the conversions, about 100 grand. Okay. Okay. So they they bought a hundred grand worth of farmland from the coal uh, the Ion 
coal and iron company okay. and they said hey free gift with purchase you can have this other hundred acres too we don't fucking want it anymore oh Cool. <laughs> is it because they're haunted? Cool. <laughs> so then they took that 230 acres and they started building the uh, Preston School of Industry. Um, so they started building the administrative building first, which is what is currently called the castle. So it's like the one main big building. It's huge. So there's a lot of other little buildings in the facility, but it's the main castle that we're going to talk about today. A number one castle. A number one castle. Uh, so they bought all the brick. Again, this is the state of California that is building this. And they're building this as a reformatory school because at this point, it's 1890. We just have children in prison. Yeah. I mean, why sure. not? Yeah. Those little much. fucking shits. Yeah. Being so, all yeah, orphans. Out there breaking laws, not stealing Tootsie Rolls. Fuck yeah. you. Yeah, if you want to, like, hotwire that car, you're going to go make bricks in San Quentin. That was literally what they used to do to 12-year-olds. Sure. Cool. Finally, 12-year-olds doing something useful. Contributing to Be accountable. You're 12. Yeah. God, pay your taxes. Yeah. (laughs) This this is the America I want to remember and live in. The one where 12-year-olds make bricks when they're shitty. Yeah, it's a baby with a job, man. Babies Um, with jobs. Hashtag baby with jobs. (laughs) so the state said we're gonna make this awesome cool castle building we're gonna build it entirely out of bricks and we're gonna source all of these bricks from Folsom and San Quentin so we're gonna make the prisoners make bricks and then build this little kid prison with the bricks (laughs) it's very meta they were like monopolizing prison of your own devising (laughs) I was like they really like had a a vertical monopoly on this whole prison system right (laughs) yeah This is a vertically integrated business. I really like yeah. it. They seized the means of production. Sounds about to say seize the means of production. God damn it! <laughs> um, so in June, uh, June 13th of 1894, so this is four years after they bought the land, um, they accepted their first seven wards, mm-hmm. which were seven... Um, Little shit. Kids who were living in San Quentin. Apparently not all of them were prisoners. Some of them were just children living in San Quentin. Like... Like, hey, mister, where do we make bricks in the castle? I think so. Excuse me, sir, oh. it's cold outside. Can I come live here and be raped by grown men? Jesus Christ. Sure, come on in, little kid. I know. I mean, I guess if you had nowhere else to go and there was no orphanage, they just put you there? Just put you in the prison. You're, it you're, was older times. It was older times. So, there weren't uh, laws. <laughs> so this was uh, June of... Uh, of 84 or of 83 but it didn't officially open until july of 84 oh god like i don't know why it was it was there were people there for a year but they like weren't open for business okay it's just like children wandering the halls it was just like those seven kids were like the beta test of the person is this going to work yes or no and if yeah. not, we can just kill them, dump their bodies in the back, and pretend they never existed. Yeah. Uh, so the purpose of the of the uh, the school of industry is what they called it was to take in uh, young boys. They were always boys who were between twelve and eighteen years of age who had done a crime, but weren't like the worst of the worst. Um, and they didn't want to send them to big boy prison. So they'd send them to this prison in the hopes of rehabilitating them, of teaching them an industry so that they would be able to go out and be a viable member of society as opposed to just being a big prison boy. Right. Got it. Okay. So if you stab Um, a guy, you go to prison, you kick a guy in the balls, you just go to baby. I think it's like if you stab a guy, but he doesn't die and you feel bad about it, you can go to baby prison. There are are bad guys. There are bad, like, 16-year-old kids here who have done a murder and stuff. Ooh, okay. This is just juvie. Like, yeah. 1890s juvie. Got it. And there was apparently, like, an inner, like, area within the industry complex. So, like, there was, like, a prison within the prison. So there was, like, their version of maximum security. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and because they let in kids who were 18 to who were 12 to 18, um, what they did with kids under 12, I do not know. Um, but so the sometimes river. there would be kids there who were in their early twenties and it's because they went in when they were 18. Mm. Mm, okay. Um, so they never so, transferred them out. They just had to keep living there with little babies. Yeah. Uh, that, which so was probably you, even more humiliating for them. Look at you in oh, baby prison. You couldn't even get you. into big boy prison, you you're shitty not, you're criminal. You're just a little boy prison. You can't go big boy prison. Yeah. Fuck you did a bad you. stuff. You got to sit at this small table at Thanksgiving, you idiot criminal. 
You suck. <laughs> you suck at crimes. You're doing little baby boy crimes. So yeah. you may ask what what entails baby boy prison? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked. Yes, what uh, does? One, Tyrese Gibson. So the uh, the prison is or the, the school a movie of industry. Baby boy. Why are you make it looking at me like that? Because it was dumb. <laughs> ah! Ah! Yeah. Come on, Bob. I don't know why I have to explain this to you after nearly 200 episodes. The slow blink and the zero and just barreling through just means it's dumb and you should shut up. It means you did a dumb. You did a dumb. Oh. Anyway. Go dumb, dumb prison. Yeah. Very humorous. (laughs) Okay. So Preston Castle is a uh, five story. The fifth story seems to just be like the top of this like sort of bell towery thing though. Um, it's a five-story, 70-70 room, uh, Romanesque revival-style brick building. Ooh. Um, if you wonder what the difference between a Romanesque revival and Romanesque is, yes. Google it. Oh. I don't fucking care. Yeah, that seems there about is, right. There, I was very interested, but I'll <laughs> hold my questions till the end. There, there was a difference, and it was one of those, like, I read the first <laughs> paragraph of the Wikipedia page and went, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> your eyes, like, glossed over, and you're like, no, yeah. I'm good. It's like, it's less fancy. It's a less fancy version. I see. Done. I explained it. Um, So the main facility is housed on the ground floor and the basement. So the ground floor included a bunch of things, but it also included the director's office, which had a walk-in vault. And I was like, sure. Why? What? I mean, do you need to store cash? Like large amounts, vaults worthy amounts of cash? I don't know. I was like, why would you need a walk-in vault at what's essentially a prison yeah little boys is maybe it's a to panic put little room. boys in oh that sounds terrible i was I'm like sure <laughs> they did it, your little boy vault no it's a, a panic room for if the little boys riot <laughs> um this dude, is also- when, when a bunch of 12 year olds go ape shit you want to be in that fucking panic room those kids will burn the place down oh maybe it was like a panic room mm-hmm. okay, i got a i got a shit ton of pissed off 12 year olds out here that sounds bad you it know? does yeah that does not just masturbating furiously i need to get away <laughs> Jesus There's Christ. not a woman in sight. <laughs> These are a bunch of horny 12-year-olds. What the fuck? <laughs> um, the ground floor is also where the doctor's office... Website right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we're yeah. on a watch list. Uh, it was also where the doctor's office and the, like, infirmary was. Mm. Um, then the second floor was, like, a reading room and the apartment. So, like, where people who worked at the school a lot lived there. Mm-hmm. Um... Then the third floor was like mostly dorms and bathrooms and stuff. And then the fourth and fifth floors were never finished. Um, oh. But they were eventually supposed to be dorms as well. Which I was like, I don't know why it didn't finish. This place existed for like almost 100 years. Right? Like, was there a cash shortage? Ooh, maybe the the people who are making the bricks at San Quentin and Folsom went on strike. Maybe. Yeah, the prisoners went on strike. Yes. No, they, they ran out of little kids to make bricks because they all moved to the <laughs> oh, other that's building. True. They sent all the little kids to baby boy jail and they like taught them a skill and it wasn't brick making. Yeah. And now they're like, fuck, we've screwed ourselves over. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the basement is where uh, they had the big like bathroom with a plunge shower, which we're going to come back to. A um, plunge it, shower? Yep, we're going to come back to it. Okay, and I'm that's where to the like, kitchen and pantry was and stuff. Okay. So two years after it was built, they installed electricity. Hey, all right. Good job. Way to be so on top of things. Those those four, seven kids who just lived in first the dark. moved in there lived there for three years with no electricity. With just candles in the dark. I know. And apparently they didn't get electricity in every room. And it took them almost 20 years more before they put electricity, electric lighting in the like doctor's offices. So they were like doing surgery in the middle of the day because it was when the like light was the brightest. <laughs> Oh, boy. Maybe we've constructed an elaborate system of mirrors to light the room. Yeah, exactly. No, they literally just went, we're going to put these people on the floor right by this window because it's got the best natural light. And we're just going to do some surgery on the floor by the window. I won't nick the kidney on accident. They're, it's they're just fine. started doing like outside open air surgeries, like leaves yeah. falling into the oh. wounds and stuff. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Nurse, pick that out of there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the like early 1900s at this point, so. Oh, yeah, they didn't even have soap. Yeah, so they didn't get electricity in the surgery room uh, until 1913, and apparently they didn't install gurneys in the surgery room until the 1920s. So they were literally just operating on children on the floor. The floor. 
Wow. Sure, floor surgery. You know what? Yeah, They're in know. little boy jail. They're not worth a fucking gurney. Those cost yeah. money. Yeah. Look, they were getting free bricks from San Quentin. I don't think they had a ton of money floating around for gurneys. <laughs> so, like I said, the point of this uh, was to teach them a skill. So, uh, they, they, because they had all this acreage, they had a lot of farmland. So, like, the school de- was designed to be self-sufficient. Um, and they were teaching the kids things like carpentry or farming or, like, shoe cobbling. Okay. Or sure. they eventually added a full print shop and then a retail bakery where they would, like, teach the kids to bake and then sell the baked goods for money. This actually sounds like a nice place to be outside yeah, of the prison it, and the horny, I mean, pissed-off 12-year-olds. People who went there tell a different story, obviously, but they it seemed like the idea of it was really to try and rehabilitate kids who made bad I was going to say, this sounds more like rehabilitation than current prison where they just stick you in the hole with a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, I mean... Yep. Again, results vary. Yeah, so your mileage may vary. <laughs> yeah, on your bakery education. <laughs> so at the peak of this facility, they had um, over a thousand acres was part of their like facility. That's big. Uh, which seven hundred and fifty of those were farmland, so huge acres of farmland. Mm-hmm. Um, they had over eight hundred wards. They called them wards and not inmates. Okay, because they were trying to teach them not to be criminals. Okay, because um, they were all sidekicks to Batman at one point or another. That was one of the many <laughs> yes. skills they learned. They wore Dick Grayson. Yeah. They were just robbing one through a billion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and when there were 800 wards, there was a staff of over 200, which is not great, but not terrible. For, yeah, like, and they're also the kids. Era. I mean, like, your average guy could probably beat up, like, four 12-year-olds, so I think it evens <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just punch a 12-year-old. Yeah. But they got 12-year-old shivs. They're going to stab you. Yeah, but mm. you got big, meaty man body. You can just kick well, them. And if they do a stab, a then they're going to lose their job at the bakery and have yeah. to go to like real prison within the prison, you know? Exactly. Have you tried, uh, you know, leveling with a 16-year-old kid? Doesn't work. No. I don't think they'd care. <laughs> no, I mean, especially in like the 1940s, probably yeah. not. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, listen here, dickhead. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stab you with my shiv, see? Stabby, stabby, stab. Flip the chair around. Let me talk real with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get um, real. And they, ha- at one point, the facility included over 50 buildings. So while the castle was the, like, big front center part of it, they built a bunch of little cottages for the kids who, like, were learning to not be shitheads anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you just did a little a little stab and then you went and you learned how to be a baker, you could then just live in what kind of is like a college dorm room, like okay. a camp, kind of a tent co- cottage thing off to the sure. side. All right. Fucked up summer Which camp. Which doesn't seem that bad. Um, except it super was. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, no, shoes got to drop. Yeah, because uh, there's lots of stories to come out of the facility, uh, which are like they were incredibly strict disciplinarians. So Which if you, you stepped be. out of line, it was like they wouldn't just like you stepped out of line and they hit you. It was like you stepped out of line and they beat the shit out of you. Sure. Did you um, learn your lesson? Come talk in that trash and we'll pull your card. No one nothing yeah. in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy. I ain't said shit. I ain't said shit. I think they were also like, you could be overrun very easily by a group of 16-year-old boys. So yeah. I think they were like ruling through fear. fear. Yeah. Sure. You got There's also a lot of reports of like sexual abuse coming oh. out of the facility. Oh, no. It's not great. No. Um. So, uh, oh, apparently in the... The, which will sound familiar to everyone right now, but in the big flu outbreak oh, in yeah. 1918, um, the facility was like ravaged by the flu and like nearly half of everyone inside, including the employees as well, got sick, but everyone Oof. just took care of each other and almost no one died. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um, so one of the uh, one of the things that they had was uh, they eventually uh, built the kids a rose garden so they could learn like horticulture. Oh, mm. and then in the 1920s, the rose garden got like really popular. Like all the kids started really like to hang out in the rose garden, and they were like, "I wonder why that is." Weed? And they went to investigate, and they were growing weed. Yes, <laughs> there's got to be only one reason that kids go to any sort of garden. Weed. Yep. Uh, I was like, "That's industrious." Like, good. Yeah. On I never you. promised you a rose garden. I gave you one anyway. And you, you gave put your weed, weed garden. Different kind of bud. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a different nice. kind of bud. <laughs> nice. 
Um, and apparently during the Great Depression, it was like seen as a better place to be. Oof. So if families were like running out of money and couldn't feed their children, they oh, would no. just drop off their young boys Ugh. to be like, now you're in prison. Oh, good. Mom and dad have no money. Go you're now jail. a criminal. Yeah, but they Sorry, would take them you. in and they'd like put them in those cottages and like yeah. teach them to be a shoe cobbler and stuff because they could because right. they had their own food. Right. Yeah, with doing, the farm and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, they also had outbreaks over the years of um, yellow fever and uh, a lot of tuberculosis. Because, oh, you know. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. All the so, classics. So one of the things that they would do to these kids, uh, besides like beat the shit out of them and apparently rape them, yeah. is uh, whenever any kid came in, they're like orientate like how you get like you know like in process how you get jumped in in. yeah no so we're gonna go back to that um plunge shower splash pool yeah the the splash shower so what they would do is it's this long shower that's like six feet deep and six feet long and there's a pole running through the middle of it and it's full of uh like chemical infused water Oh oh god and they used to dunk the kids inside and make them walk from one end to the other, so like the full six feet underwater, completely submerged underwater, um, like using the pole to guide themselves to like get rid of any like pests or diseases that might be on their body. Oh, Yuck. so like they didn't care if you had like a huge gaping open wound, they'd be like, nope, get in the chemical into water. the like chlorine and bleach pool you go Ooh. Ooh. and walk for six feet through it. That, that came out clean. feels painful. No, yeah. No, I, I don't. got to weigh the pluses and minuses here. I mean. Just give them a sh- Look, I'm trying to run an institution. <laughs> look, you just shampoo their hair and like give them a normal You want to touch a filthy 12-year-old? No. no. Yeah. Get in I the mean, pool. Do you trust a 12-year-old to wash very well? No. no. I don't know don't. that I would dip them in bleach, but. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean. No, that's where you just give them the army haircut. They come in, you buzz it off. And then you just like make put them, them in the chemical st- toilet. St- no. Then you put yeah. Then you give them a little chemical dip, like an Easter egg. You just yeah. dip them right in. See what color they come out. Yeah, red, very red. Always yeah. red. Always. <laughs> always red. They always turn into blueberries. Um. So apparently, because the facility is so big, and like I said, there was like an inner prison within the prison. Yeah. But the if you were staying in one of the cottages, there's really no fence because it's hundreds and hundreds of acres of. So you could just grounds. run away. Mm-hmm. So kids would sometimes like escape, which was really like they would just run away. Mm-hmm. And the town had this uh, procedure where when the kids would run away, they had an alarm bell that would sound in downtown Ion that'd be like one of the kids got away. Oh, God. And then, and then everyone in town would look for them and whoever found them and like brought them back to the prison got $10. Oh, that's <laughs> a lot of money back then. So they would just like find the kids and bring them back. Street justice. Street justice. Street justice. So we know this because tonight we're hunting most, horny twelve-year-olds. <laughs> probably the most famous person to come out of uh, the Preston School of Industry is Merle Haggard. No, no shit. shit. That's yeah. great. So Merle Haggard uh, was uh, he did a lot of bad boy things when he was a little boy, and he was sent to a bunch of like reformatory schools, and then eventually he like would get in fights in those schools so they eventually sent him to Preston which is like the worst of the worst because he's from down here not up in Northern California Um, so while he was there he ran away twice oh gosh so the first time he ran away he ran away and then he hot wired a car and he tried to drive it away but apparently the car had been chained to a tree because (laughs) kids used to try and steal cars in this town all the time yeah man it makes perfect sense (laughs) so he tried to drive it away and it like clunked like didn't work so Oops. then he ran and like hid under something and okay. then the whole town is out looking for him and then like another kid finds him and Merle's like hiding under something being like, shh, don't tell, I'm hiding under here. Yeah. And the kid was like, found him! <laughs> Where's my tan spot? And then Merle was like, as he's being taken back to Preston, he's like cursing this kid out and the kid just apparently slowly finger wagged at him. Like, no, no, like, no. Like, can be Matumbo? No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 I want my $10. So then Merle, he got hip to this. So he was like, all right, I know that they've chained up the cars. So the second time he escapes, he's like, I'm going to steal the chief of police's car because that's probably not chained up. But that's Hell not chained. Yeah. 
So it wasn't, and he got all the way to Fresno before they caught him. Oh my god! Good Dude, job, this is Merle. Living hours and hours. I wonder if there's any great songs about this stealing cop cars shit. He should have wrote bet. one or two of them. Um, yeah, so he got a lot of trouble, and then he was eventually released, and then like he ended up at Folsom or San Quentin. Like he he did more crimes as an adult as well. So yeah. So you may ask, what other famouses have come out of Preston's hey, home industry? Hey, tuna. What other famouses have come out of Preston? Oh, man. So Eddie Anderson, who played Rochester on the Jack Benny show, went okay. there. Great. Sure, sure. Rory Calhoun, who is an actor from the like 1920s to 50s. He was in um, How to Marry a Millionaire, went oh. there. Okay. Neil Cassidy, who is one of the huge names of like the beat generation Jack Kerouac bullshit. Oh, okay. Went there. And my personal favorite, Mr. Anthony Correno Storia, Better known as the Admiral or Tony the Hat. Oh, Tony! Who was a bootlegger in the 1920s? He like built the Stardust until like Lucci, Lucky, Lucky Luciano tried to kill him or something. Oh wow! I mean, his nickname he went was there the for Hat. A bit. Well, his nickname was the Hat. I know Tony the Hat. What really is that? Good, Everyone good. wore a hat back then. Yeah, that's yeah, just which, Tony. <laughs> He's a big hat. I like to imagine it was one of those big, like, Kentucky Derby hats. Oh, yeah. And like, he took had a... to be special. Yes. You know, like, they had, like, uh, they had, like, a 15 Tonys at the mob, and they were, like, which, what, what you know, you get to pick your mob name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, everybody raised their hand and were, like, I'm the hat. No, I mean, he got it first. <laughs> yep. Because everybody it's wanted like, We all got cool hats. Or it's, like, everyone's, it's the Italian mafia, so everyone's name is Anthony. So it's, like, Tony the Jacket, Tony the Hat, Tony <laughs> yeah, the Pants. They'd run out of all the cool names, right? Tony like, the Shoe. Oh, we already got Tony the Bull. We already got uh, Tony Two Guns. You're going to have to be the hat. Sorry. Yeah, you're the hat. Next Tony that comes through going to be Tony the Fingernail Clipper. <laughs> um. So Preston School of Industry State opened until the 1960s. Okay. And then they closed it down because they had built another more modern facility close by. So they just transferred everyone over. Oh. And apparently the state was like, we're going to tear this down. They like told all the people who worked there in the town, like, we're going to tear this down. So you could just like come in and take whatever you want. So oh. people came in and like took fixtures off the walls. They, they took like, children. Uninstalled like plumbing. They oh took God. all the tiles off of the roof. Yeah, man. This because is they cheap were, like, material free. Yeah. So apparently in that town, there's a lot of people who are like, I have this marble sink from the 1815 that came from Preston, the Preston School. Oh, my. Jesus. Um, so then uh, it, it was just abandoned. They didn't end up tearing it down. It fell into complete disrepair. And then in 2001, they created like, what was it called? They created the Preston Castle Foundation and started trying to like preserve it and refurbish it. And they're still trying to do that now. Okay. Um, but the one thing that the townspeople could not steal when they no. took everything else was the ghosts. The ghosts. Ooh. So there's like, there's lots of like, it gets cold and you get a bad icky feeling and like, I heard a <laughs> knock and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there's lots of just general ghosty stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk about the three main ghosts that people see. Okay. So the first one is a ghost named Samuel Goines. Like loins with a goiter. With goins. a goins. Goins. Gross. Goins. Gross. That's a, that's a real swole ball sack. Yeah. So Samuel Jesus. Goins is one of the 23 wards who actually died while like doing their sentence at Preston. Mm-hmm. The, the facility does have a very small cemetery and they say there's 23 plots, but like you can't find all the headstones and like some people are like this looks like it might be a grave too. So they're not 100% sure. And there's room uh, for a thousand. There's room for any volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, so most of the, the children who died there died of, you know, tuberculosis, yellow fever, the flu, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Goins died of, uh, gunshot wounds to the back. Oh, that's. Oh yeah. That'll, that's, that'll yeah. get you every time. Yep. Yep. Got him. So in 1919 at 20 years now. old, uh, he apparently was making his third attempted escape from oh. the like inner, the like super bad boy prison. Uh huh. And they were like, we're tired of your shenanigans and Murder. just fucking shot him. Oh God. <laughs> There's no hope for you, murder. That's like Shawshank, where uh, they shot that guy in the back, uh, the I one mean, that had the truth tried... about, uh, you know, what's yeah. his face. Shut up. Yeah. 
Well, he tried three times and I was like, he's 20. Why didn't they just send him to big boy prison? At that point, yeah, you might as well. I mean, they just sent him to heaven instead, you know? Well, yeah. Look, yeah. it's cheaper in the end. Yeah. Um, so they say that Samuel, because he died like such a violent death, is still there. Um, they say that he normally hangs out on the second floor, which when he was there, the second floor was where they had this huge library with like 7,000 different books in it and stuff. Um, and he loved to hang out there whenever he could get out of the like maximum security part. Mm -hmm. He would always go to the library and like look at books and stuff. Oh, mm. so they mostly see him on the okay. second floor. They say that you can tell he's there because the whole room gets very cold. Okay. And then you like see him out like in your peripheral out of the corner of your eye. And it's one of those things like as you turn, you can't catch him in your vision. And like oh. you turn to the right, he's to the left. You turn to the left, he's to the right. He's sneaky. Mm. He's, yeah. Um, but they say you can kind of see his profile and that's how they can tell that it's him. Mm. Um, and he, so he's known to like slam doors. Um, he also, so big parts of, cause it fell into a lot of disrepair. So there's like a huge hole in the floor of the second floor that just like drops all the way down to the basement at this point. That's yeah. Should yeah. put a fireman's pole there now. Whee! So like people will be walking around and hear footsteps and be like, I don't know why there's footsteps above me. There's no floor there's above me. There. Ooh. Um, that's very spooky. That's very spooky. <laughs> um, so, and they uh, they hear, because they've like kind of staged some of it to be like, this is what it looked like in the 1920s. Mm -hmm. So people will like hear the beds being moved around. Like he's trying to move the beds oh, the back to the way they actually yeah. were. What the fuck is this? Yeah. I slept by the window. <laughs> and there was one They say story. it's historically accurate. It's not historically accurate. It's like semi-accurate. This should be four degrees further west. Yeah, Christ! Feng Shui's all fucked up. Uh, but they, there was one ghost uh, hunter person who'd gone there, and they were like trying to make contact with Samuel, and it was a female ghost hunter, and she said that uh, at one point she was asking him questions, he was like slamming doors in response, and then she saw him out of the corner of her eye, and it looked like he went behind her, and then she felt him pinch her butt. Yeah, she got goosed by that. <laughs> 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 Horny twenty-year-old boy in prison was like, "Ooh, but, oh, oh, just free for the grabbing." <laughs> I like your psychic abilities. Pinch, 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 pinch. Uh, the second ghost they see is the ghost of a doctor, which they don't know exactly who it is, but they see a ghost in the old operating room in a white lab coat. Which I was like, did they have white lab coats in like the twenties or thirties? Yeah. I don't know. No idea. I mean, it was there until the 60s, so who knows? But they see this figure in a white lab coat, and apparently, like, if you leave paperwork around, he, like, tidies it up and moves it elsewhere. Like, he's trying to keep his operating room clean. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. And, the and like, people will... There's, again, there's, like, old-timey hospital beds, as if it's been staged, okay. uh, like, mm -hmm. to look like what it used to look like. And people will hear the beds being, like, pushed, like, rolling around. Ooh. But they're hundreds of pounds like oh. the ghost hunters tried to move them to like recreate the noise yeah. and it took like three of them to do it so i have debunked this as heavy i have debunked yes. it as heavy because the ghosts are very powerful yeah. i have debunked this as swole ghosts swole, swole. swole ghosts <laughs> yeah i must work harder um but the most popular ghost story that comes out of preston school is the story of anna corbin so anna corbin was either a nurse or the head housekeeper Okay. Reports vary. Those seem like very different jobs. Those are two completely different jobs. Yep. Um, but so in the 1950s, she definitely worked there. And okay. one one uh, afternoon, around two o'clock in the afternoon, she, they found her dead body, brutally beaten. Ooh. Um. So she had been beaten to death and then shoved into like a small little alcove of a room just off of the kitchen. Oh no. Ooh. And she had a rope tied around her neck and the the room was locked from the inside. Oh God. So she killed, she beat the shit out of herself. Well, uh, or I assume, because it's the 1950s. So I I'm assume kicking she, my ass, do you mind? <laughs> I assume someone locked the door and then shut her inside. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. A likely lock, story. Yeah. Vanessa um, killed her. But they, uh, they don't know who did it. They honed in pretty quick on one of the wards there whose name was Eugene Moore. Mm -hmm. um, and they put him to trial three times to try and convict him because the first two times were hung jury. And oh. then the third time he was found not guilty. Oh, wow. But everyone sort of convinced themselves that he did it. And they kept being like, well, they sent him to trial three times. I'm like, yeah, but he was found innocent. Innocent. Yeah. So. yeah. 
So he didn't do it. That's actually how this justice system thing works. Yeah. He was also, if not the only, he was one of the only black wards at Ugh. the time in the facility. So clearly it was a black uh, guy. Now yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And after all this happened, he, like a couple of years later, got out of baby boy prison and then in Oklahoma raped and murdered a woman. Oops. Um, but he confessed and he... Like to his grave, said yeah. I. I never did anything to Anna. So yeah. he's like, I told you I did that other one. Yeah, you, I confessed when I did a stab. I told you I did a stab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't do that stab. It was, that was a great stab. I'll tell you how I did it. I felt good <laughs> doing it, but I did not touch Anna. Um, but so Anna's ghost is uh, obviously most active in the basement around the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of EVPs of her uh, voice coming from that area, crying out for help or asking for Ooh. help, saying like, help me or I need help or like, can you help me? Things like that. Mm-hmm. There was a story from because this preservation is taking over the facility now. And uh, there was a story of a construction worker who was like working one day down there and he heard this woman crying out for help. So he goes into that room and he's like, there's no one in this room. And then he goes and gets a supervisor and he's like, there was like a woman screaming for help. And then they're like, oh, it's the ghost of Anna. And then he tells him the story and the construction worker was like, nah, I'm good and quit. I'm done. <laughs> Fuck this. Yep. This was a great day. It was a great last day of work. Yep. Coming out. Um, so apparently she also, she'll like do knocks in response mm-hmm. to the answers to questions. Mm-hmm. Um and she will sometimes, if you like try and go into that alcove room, she'll either like push you out or pull you out, being like, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a bad place. This is there. where stabbings happen. This is the stabby room. Um, so they, they're they like, they haven't actually ever seen her, but they're like, we know it's her. It's like a female ghost centered around this room where they found her body. Yeah. Um, so then uh, in research for this, I watched an episode of Ghost Hunters. Yes. Okay. Oh, the Ghost inferior Hunters. show to Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Yes. So uh, they saw a lot, a lot of shadows, a lot of footsteps. They also all continually call each other by their first names, like in every sentence, <laughs> which I found very off-putting. They'd be like, did you hear that, Brett? Yes, Steve, I did hear that. What do you Steve, think we should do, Brett? That. I'm not sure, Steve. What do you think oh. we should do? It's oh very God. odd. They're very formal with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But they got an EVP of in that room. They said, um, Anna Corbin, are you here? And then a female voice says what I thought said, hello. Okay. But they think she's saying slow. And they they obviously have better audio. Although they're doing all their audio with Beats by Dre headphones. (laughs) Hell yeah. This goes sponsored by Dr. Dre. (laughs) Um, But... But uh, she, it's definitely a female response to that question. Wow. And then the only other good EVP they got is they were up on the second floor trying to talk to that ghost of Samuel. Mm-hmm. And at one point, one of the ghost hunters says, very clearly says, do you know my name? And the EVP says, and, and the guy's name is Grant. Oh, wow. wow. And I'm like, that's actually pretty fucking creepy. Wow. Yeah, that is creepy. Um, you know my name? Yeah, so this, uh, the Preston School is open. It's a tourist uh, attraction. It's a historical monument now. It's not open right now, right now. No, nothing in the state of no, California yeah, don't is go open to see right, it now. Now, right now. They made it really clear on the website that they are not open right now, right now. Do not fucking come over here. Um, but they are open. They do tours. They super lean into the ghostiness. They oh, do cool. overnight ghost hunting tours. They Yay. let people come and investigate there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they even have a like haunt themed like spooky house like Winchester Mystery House did with like actors oh, and stuff yeah. every Halloween. Sure. It also seemed like they used to hold a paranormal convention there, but oh, maybe weird. that stopped in like 2015-ish, but they used to hold a Paracon at this location. Ooh, Paracon. And every year in May, they host an event called Vines and Steins, where they bring in local wineries and breweries to like do a fundraiser for the foundation. Oh, Love cool. It. It's May 30th, except no canceled this year. Yeah, so, yeah, no, yeah this don't year. go this year. May 30th no. is canceled, period. If you, if you go, you're going to be very disappointed because there's not going to yeah, be anything there. Not this year. Uh, but it, after all of this is over, you go check it out. It is a beautiful looking building. It's now all shitty inside, but the outside yeah. is gorgeous. Sure. Okay. Anyway, so that's my story, and then the, we have the Wit beer, which is yeah. pretty good. On account of the Wit Pit Cave, but not that. 
wit, witty school. Witty yeah. school. school. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. This, so this is um, they Santa put Monica the Brew Works Peach Brewed Wit. Uh, yeah, it's it's hoppier than other wits that I've had, or at least I, the the hops that they use, I get it more. Yeah, Summit hops, two row. What, see, one of the things I like about the Santa Monica Brew Works, they tell you everything that's in there. Tell you they tell you the malt build, two row white wheat and flaked oats, and then they tell you that they use Summit hops in it. It's a really it's a really delicious wit. I don't know, I super like it. I haven't yeah. had anything from Santa Monica uh, uh, Brew Works I didn't like though. Yeah, it's really good. They also claim to be a group of guys who share mad love for great beer in the city of Santa Monica. Hell yeah, yeah. Mad, mad love, mad love. Pound your mad chest, love. point out. Yeah, it, it's it's actually quite delightful. It's five point three percent. There's nothing wrong with this beer. This is no. a great no, it's, beer. It's super tasty. Yeah. All right. Well, you hang out for a second. I'll yell at you. We're gonna tell you a few more stories after this. Actually, it's only gonna be one. Okay. Bye. Hey everybody, it's your old pal, Engineer Bob. Guess what, Merle Haggard? I stole your car, idiot. Joke's on you. Hey, I'd like to thank Rachel and Kelly for becoming our new patrons on Patreon. That's right, we have a Patreon, you ding-dongs. Patreon.com slash booze and brews. Audio episodes, video episodes, drawings I do during the show. You're gonna love it. Hey, also, by the way, some of you seem to be confused about what a spooky spaghetti is. It's a creepypasta. It's a scary story. If you got one, send it to us. Booze and brews. I don't know. Just anyway, send it to us. You're going to love it. Boozebrewspodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us stories. Hometown Haunts you got. Love those too. Also, we have a bunch of great social media websites you can come visit us on. We have an Instagram at Podcast. We have a Facebook at Boozebrews. And we have a Twitter at Boozebrews. That's enough for me. Now back to the show. The system is down. I don't know. I, I Homestar Runner and uh, Homestar10.net It's dot com Again, I need to educate you on Homestar Runner I, Yep, still just the big glassy eyes of someone who has no idea what you're fucking talking about They just released a big 3 CD set of like all the music from yep. Homestar so you can go get that Homestar fans Yep, great Anyway, that's not what we're talking about what That is what's about? in my head We are back for more Haunted California uh, <laughs> California? Yeah. 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 That's how the cool kids say it, Bob. Yeah. God, get with it. Get with the I bitch. wish I was a cool guy. So, I'm here to tell you about the Black Diamond Mines slash Rose Hill Cemetery. Yeah, yeah mines in a pit rhymes with wit. I got it. It's a good time. Mines, mines got, pit, wait, wait. Wit. Mines got two white uh, ghosts for this modern white ale, so. There you go. There nice. you go. Uh, so... The Black Diamond Mines Regional Preserve today is a 6,000-acre park located north of Mount Diablo. Mount Diablo. Mount Devil's Mountain. The Devil's Mine. <laughs> Mount Diablo in um, Contra Costa County, California. That's a lot oh, of... Contra Costa. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Contra Costa. And for you geography nerds who want to know where that is, it is located in the northern portion of the East Bay region of the San Francisco Bay Area. There you go. Yeah. I have painted you a picture. Now you know. Yeah, that's like uh, Marin County, right? Yeah. Uh, No, it's we'll Contra Costa yes. County. It's like next to Marin. <laughs> it's up there. It's, like it's, up not, there. it's not Marin County. No. Uh, it's in Ione, California. Everyone's heard of that. Everybody knows what Ione is. Uh, so the preserve contains the relics of three former mining towns and uh, former coal and shale mines. Ooh, shale. Yes, good old shale. So from 1850 to 1906, this area was called the Mount Diablo Coal Field and over time produced about 400 million tons of coal. That's a lot of coal. That's a lot of coal. That's a lot of coal. <laughs> Um, so now what the, the coal produced wasn't very high quality stuff at all. It was shitty um, coal. Shitty, it was, it was of, shitty shale. It was they real shitty, shitty shale, shale and shitty crappy sh coal. Shitty shale and crappy coal. Crappy coal. Um, it this was, sounds like a really bad hip hop duo. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's it like go, a all, white guy and a black guy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, over, um. My name's Shitty Shale and I'm here to say you can burn me for power in a major way. <laughs> Get out. That's no. not even in the room, and I want you out. Fuck y'all. And it was, that was, those, look, those wraps were crisp. They were the opposite of crisp. They were soggy wraps. They were moistly spoken wraps. <laughs> they were terrible. Wrapping moistly. Wrapping moistly. Uh, so, anyway, like I said, it wasn't, it was crappy coal and shitty shale. It was the only readily accessible coal source in the state of California and thus was very valuable, hence the name Black Diamond. 
Oh, readily accessible. Yeah, so it was one of those where you took it from the ground, you immediately could use it. So the trains used it. Um, and Plane, trains, and automobiles? Sure. Yep. Just all that. There, I read it in the thing, and I was like, yeah, I'll totally remember that. And I just remember trains. Yeah. yeah you know, like it wasn't like a very dangerous skiing area. <laughs> I went there too. Yeah. <laughs> Double black diamond shale mine. Uh, so the former uh, coal field had 12 mines over two, and over 200 miles of mine workings Shit. underground. Um, the workers, like I said, lived in three small towns around the field called Nortonville, Summersville, and Judsonville. Judsonville? Yeah. Sure. Named after a guy named Norton. Summers and, and Judd Nelson and Judd Jud Nelson <laughs> Judd Nelson yeah he's the bad boy yeah but he's got a vill so you mm-hmm. know and he's... then Judd Apatow came in kicked him in the balls and took over yeah I'm the only Judd around here ah, I'm the Judd Supreme <laughs> uh, so after the mines closed in 1906 uh, the towns were abandoned obvi uh, and the land was used mainly for cattle grazing okay um, sure the- cattles love to eat rocks uh, they love it. It's the best. I like There's rocks. minerals in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> it holds all the spiritual energy. Yep. Of the cow poops. Cow pie. Yeah. Cow pie spirit energy. Um, so the former Black Diamond Coal Mining Company owned the land until 1974. Um, Dang. When it donated the land to this preserve. Uh, now, sadly for you mine. It's a, it's a cow preserve now. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, like it was overtaken by cows, and now it's a preserve for like well, now feral a- Jersey cows. No. Yeah. It's uh, actually quite lovely nature park. They've got biking trails, hiking trails, and a shit ton of cows. And a shit ton of the cows are gone. Oh, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> no cows. Well, I bet. I bet all the people are gone right now too. But that shit's closed. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, nature is definitely taking back. Well, nature's closed. <laughs> um. So anyway, for you fans of mines or caves, uh, yeah. Sadly, you are not able to go into any. Of the former Damn mines it! because it is very very dangerous. Um, I don't give a fuck. I'll sign your waiver. No, <laughs> deadly amounts of carbon dioxide and methane coupled with my breath. the unstable coal slash shale walls creates a recipe for disaster. And they actually I won't touch the walls. They closed down the mines permanently in 1980 after four youths. Uh, died from carbon um, or methane uh, inhalation. Oh, they died. Damn they smelled youths. too many poops. Youths dying from farts ruin it for, for the rest of us. Ruined yeah. it for you, Tuna. I'm what, sorry. what great thing in this world hasn't been ruined by fart smelling youths? Oh my god. Fucking everything. Um, we but, both had stories of grumpy youths. <laughs> yeah, this is the grumpy youth episode. Uh, but as a consolation prize, um, there right, are some public access openings, so you can at least take a little peek see into the former mines. I can take a little peeky poo into the Yeah, into you the can caves. just go about elbow deep into a mine and no, then No, I want to get in it. No. You can't. Sorry. I wanna. No, you can get <laughs> I wanna. You can't. I want to dance in a mine. <laughs> I just want to dance. I want to in d- a cave. I want a dirty cold cave dance. <laughs> I just want to dance. In a shale mine. <laughs> Shitty shale, that's my stripper name. I'd like to dance with a cow. Bob. What? Just ruined it. What? <laughs> I, did, I, I told a great joke just there. Uh-huh. Is that what you're calling that now? Yes. Joke? So anyway. You thought I'd back down. I didn't. <laughs> so anyway. I stand by it. I stand by it. So between um, two of the former towns lies the Rose Hill Cemetery, which you can still visit today. Um, no, and probably that, not right now, right now. But not no. right now, right now. No. Yeah. Um, not today. No. Maybe sometime in like October. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Perchance. Um, and that little cemetery ha- holds the remains of the uh, dead miners and their families. Oh, no. Um, who died of all sorts of unpleasantness from... Fart smells. From, from fart smells. From toots, yeah. Uh, scarlet fever, typhoid, and the smallpox. Okay, lots of toots associated with that. Yeah, yeah. this is a toot-heavy death area. A lot of methane. It's very, it's very like toot-adjacent deaths. It, yeah. Yep. Um, so we actually really don't have any clue as to how many people are buried there. Uh, similarly to you know yours, your story where you're like, there's a cemetery. I think there's 23 people. In really? this case, there's like maybe there's 80 people. We don't really know. 
um, because all of the official cemetery records were destroyed in the 1906 earthquake. Oh, sure. The earth swallowed them up. The earth yeah. ate it and then ate. And then some of the old, um, the old timey uh, gravestones were just marked with wooden crosses. So time mm. over super time. gone. Yeah. yeah. We just good for Good for spooky pictures, but not great for knowing who died. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so first the earth ate up the people and then it ate up the records of the people. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the earth was like, I do not want you to know who lives here now. The earth said, <laughs> I'm reclaiming my time. I'm hungry. So that said, we do know the identity <laughs> of at least one resident because she is believed to haunt the cemetery and her name yeah. was Sarah Norton. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah Norton. Norton. Yeah, Norton. What do I need to know about Sarah Norton? Glad you Did asked. Did she die from farts? No. Uh, Sarah Norton was a midwife who was married to Nortonsville founder, Noah Norton. Mm. Noah Norton Noah Norton Okay he's a Bond villain Totally Um, (laughs) By all accounts uh, Sarah was incredibly skilled At midwifery um, And delivered Get up in that vulva And she delivered Hundreds of babies Between the three To six mining towns That kind of were Around Mount Diablo Yeah those miners Fuck Yeah Oh yeah Well and then most of their kids Die of like Smallpox or did they call it typhoid? Uh, Mount Diablo because of the sulfur smell of the uh, because of the stink. I'm gonna say yeah. Like the, like the gaping hole all the way down to you Hades. Said you said it. He called it the devil's asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Mount Diablo's culo. Culo del Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, she it was this midwifery. That ultimately uh, led to that her downfall. did her in? Yes. The, so the story goes, on October 5th, 1879, Sarah... Did she die with her arm inside another woman? If only. <laughs> I'd be metal, like, just using her as a puppet. She was muppeting that fucking lady. Yeah. <laughs> no, she pulled a baby out of a butt and had her hand up the baby's butt. And Whoa. Make- oh, my God. She had her hand up a woman, grabbing a baby, and then up the baby. She yes. was like a turducken midwife. Mid- yes. <laughs> A Mupp Duckin. Mupp Duckin. Yeah, she was a Mupp Duckin. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Oh, that's terrible. On October 5th, 1879, Sarah was riding in her horse-drawn buggy on her way to deliver a bebe uh, when her horse got spooked, ran, and tossed her from Burr! her carriage, killing her instantly. Oh, no. She R. fell R. down, go boom. She did. Oh, yeah. A big hard boom. Get you every time. Um, but now Sarah was not a very religious woman. In fact, she specifically said in her will that if she died, she did not want a funeral. Okay. Um, Just throw me in the river. She, I want a nature funeral. What is it from Borderlands? <laughs> I demand a sky burial. <laughs> sky burial. That's it. Bob's been playing Borderlands. Um, but honestly, who are funerals for really? The dead? No. So her family was like, cool, cool. I know what your wishes are. I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you actually want me to do. And I'm going to have a funeral for you. Yeah. They were like, bitch, you dead. You don't get a say anymore. That's right. <laughs> I do what I want. However. I do what I want. However, Sarah needed to voice her displeasure from the afterlife. Oh, she grumpy. Oh, she will real grumpy. Um, so the uh, first first time, because there, the first, first there were two attempts. So the first attempt at funeral, um, her body was being moved to the church in a funeral procession when a massive storm came out of nowhere, sending oh people scattering and causing the funeral to be postponed. Sending people, people scattering and then they drop her, 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 coffin, her coffin and they just leave her in the... Yep. She goes spilling out into the causeway. There's my sky burial. <laughs> uh, I got what I wanted. <laughs> Suckers. So they decided to give it a second go. They're like, well, okay. First time. They picked her up. It was she a was fluke. <laughs> they were like, this is bad. We're just going to towel her off. Put her back yeah, in her she card. Was, she was buried moistly. She was moistly. <laughs> buried moistly. <laughs> um, and so they were giving her a second funeral. Uh, and again, tried to lead the procession to the church when yet another fierce storm comes out of nowhere and cancels the funeral for a second time. So finally, her family goes, point taken. All right, Sarah, we get it. We Sarah get it. is the storm. So they go, all right, fine. We'll just fucking unceremoniously bury you in Rose Hill Cemetery. So they did. She So bitch finally got what she wanted. She stamped Good. her feet a couple times, but finally her family was like, Okay, I guess we'll listen to her wishes now. Good. Uh, but Sarah's still pissed and... Uh, Believe women! Yeah. 
when they can manifest incredible <laughs> storms meteorological phenomenon fuck yeah if only i had that believe me yeah um but sarah still pissed um and wants you to know so she will appear at the cemetery dressed in a white flowy dress and will kick up quite the windstorm around you as so yeah that's metal as fuck yeah oh so yeah random windstorm out of nowhere and you'll see her like, like marilyn monroe dress and it's done a great yep she's blowing is that, is that her that doing was, it that's her yep. working <laughs> <laughs> so i'm uh, the wind She's like the wind. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Um, so this appearance has earned her the nickname of the White Witch, um, the Glowing Woman, or the Gliding Woman. Take your pick. I couldn't settle on a fucking name. How about Sarah Norton? Why do they have to give her some fancy fucking name? She gotta have a rad name for yeah. The White Witch is the fucking White best Witch of those. Is, yeah, well, that, no, the, that whips ass. Yeah. Uh, now speaking of whipping the ass, Glowing she's, Woman. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Wait, no, gliding woman. Let's get yeah, even gliding better. woman is oh, definitely yeah. the worst. Sorry, lame. Um, but we are not stopping with the white witches because the people of Antioch, California, are they're like I'm gonna stick with this name. I like the white witch, and we're gonna call the other female ghost that lives in the cemetery or around the uh, the caves. Uh, we're gonna call her white witch as well. Oh, I was like, she is the brown witch, the black witch, the green witch, the <laughs> florable witch. I think no. because she's near the caves and the caves are, are all two adjacent deaths, the brown witch makes the most sense makes to me. Makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like, that's maybe doing a disservice or, you know, to her. A to dis- poop? She's discrediting her, her memory by calling her the brown poop witch. Agree to disagree. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why there's earthquakes and the, the ground oh. is taking people exactly. back. Maybe that's her being The white pissed. witch is like, I am the storm. The brown witch is like, why didn't you name me the brown witch? I'm the poop witch. Earthquake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Earthquake. Um, fine. Okay. Um, but this white witch is uh, turf. So there's two white witches. Second white witch. Her turf is located. Oh my God. Do they fight each other? Like a Highlander style? They can only be there one. There can only be one. I mean, I did write that joke down, but no. Um, the, the white witch is summoning the clouds and making it rain. You're moistened. You've been moistened, fool. She's like, look, I was the white witch first. How about you be the eggshell witch? Yeah, <laughs> ivory. How about ivory, the toe eggshell. witch? The yes. French white. French, French yeah. white. French white. French vanilla. Yeah. Be the porcelain witch. <laughs> yeah, something, anything. Uh, no, so they have very clear defined turfs. Okay, so okay. white oh. They're like the sharks and the jets. Yes. They're snapping at each other. They snap fight each other. Yeah. So one, so Sarah hangs out Rose Hill. So she's actually Rose White. And then there's Brown White. Um, And and, uh, this, this white witch is located closer to the mines. So this, the the legend goes, is that uh, the mines white witch was a woman named Mary and she was a nanny in the 1870s for all oh the my children in the mining towns. Unfortunately 1870s. for Mary, all of the children under her care died of illness. Shit. So now the people. Oh, she was like a murderer. So the people. Or a shitty nanny. Or a witch. Oh. Yeah, okay, that is the third option, yes. I think, or D, all of the above. D, yes. So the uh, the town folk very simple folk and shitty they're like, nanny murdering they're wife like, witch clearly she's a witch yes. so they put her on trial she's for witchcraft witch. and wizardry she was found guilty found guilty yeah. what wizardry could she do besides kill babies that's about it okay that's a good one that's I her guess. skill that's, she mastered I mean, it she was is that not it. enough for you yeah what else do you need well her i was to expecting do, some sort of cool magic like she could make dogs talk or something yeah, she's also also she's always surrounded by the smell of sulfur because she's real farty. She's living, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's the fart witch. She's, she's the brown living white in them witch. Toot caves. Yep. <laughs> toot, toot. Um. So she was uh, tried, convicted, and hanged for witchcraft, and her house was burned down. Fuck that oh, house. shit! And they salted her fields. Probably. <laughs> they were just like ah, anything. Um. So. Ms. Mary um, is said now to haunt the area around the mines, um, almost as if she's guarding them because she will get a bit aggressive when you try to approach. Um, I mean, they did murder her, so that tracks. Yeah. Um, But the other story is that she's also trying to usher the souls of the children that died under her care. And I'm like, "Eh, she probably killed them. So I doubt... That that's maybe she's, she's trying doing. to usher them like down instead of up. Oh, you know? maybe into the mines, which is why she doesn't want anybody going into the mines because she wants all those dead children's souls to go into Satan's butthole. 
Yeah. That's what she's doing. Oh. Okay. Satan's Sarah vacuous from, Yeah, she's Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus. She's just like singing and all the children's souls come to her. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. So yeah, so she's a bit protective of the mind. She's a bit aggressive. She doesn't want you going near it or or anything like that. Unless you're a dead child. Then um, she's yes, about in which case, it. Bienvenidos al culo del diablo. Um, yes. <laughs> So there are other sounds that you hear around the the mines. You'll hear groans, moans, screams. You'll see shadow figures, um, kind of around That's there. A lot, yeah. That's a pe- lot of things you just said. And people have also heard the sound of um, phantom digging around the hill. So it does seem like there's a lot of residual energies, bro. Of a lot oh, of the miners still at work, like they're still working exactly. And some of these poor people are reliving their death over and over again uh, inside Yikes. the mines. Um. So, yeah, and that, you know, miners can't stop, won't stop. Um, So you'll still hear them (laughs) to this day. And that, kiddos, is the story of the Black Diamond Mines and the Rose Hill Cemetery. I like it. Sarah is just grumpy and wants to be in control of her own destiny. And Mary... Well, she's quite contrary. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to get these kids into this cave mine so she can eat them. Mm -hmm. Give them to the devil's butthole. That's right. Nom, 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 Satan's butthole, nom, nom. Well, this is the part of the show where your old pal Bob gets to pick a winner, because we already know what the beer is. Yep. So you gotta talk about it. So guess Same what I beer. like? Still good. It's, it's still, still good. good. It's delicious. I've been drinking it the whole show. Guess what I like? Witch Turf Wars. Yeah. That stuff's the shit. They're fucking doing magic on each other, eating babies, sacrificing stuff to butts. So good. You know what I like? <laughs> Bunch of kids that turn a rose garden into a weed garden. Way to be industrious. Fuck the man. Stick it to him. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what? I like a lady named the White Witch because she's a witch. She's taking over Sarah's the storm. That's cool. I like it. What? I also like when Merle Haggard steals your police car because fuck you. Now, there's one thing I love more than anything. It's toot adjacent deaths. Melissa wins. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's the farts. It's the poops. The farts, the farts. get it every time. The, the farts, farts win. The farts and the farts edged ahead for the win. Yes. <laughs> fart number one and fart number two. That's right. Yeah, so oh, thank man. you guys very much for tuning in this week. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, yeah. We'll and we're going to be here. We'll yeah. be chatting. Yeah, man. We'll talk about more booze and, and more brews. Yeah, man. Until then. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>